Texas football lovers, welcome to another episode of Ball Chat Podcast, Season 3, Episode 1. I'm your host, but one of the hosts, part of the Ball Chat family, Benton, along with the family. Come on, Junior, Season 3. You guys ready for Season 3? How are you doing? Good enough. Yeah. Ready, 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 ready up. Ready up. And this is Junior Engineer. How are you doing, boss? We'll, we'll deal with other Junior in a minute. But Junior Engineer, how are you doing? Oh, I'm good enough. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> football lovers, ball chat podcast is all about reviewing the week's major news in the world of football. We talk, discuss some of the major happenings in the world of football. And EPL kicked off this week and La Liga. If you're following us on Flow Sports, our ball chat YouTube page, Facebook page, you can join the discussion, send on your comments or questions. We normally have balls, ballers and bugs at the top of the show, but we're kicking off with a special guest, the live hot baller from Phoenix Rising Baller for the month in US. Sell Mr. Junior Fleming. Junior, what go on, Virgin? Thanks, everyone. Welcome, welcome. Why are you scoring goal left, right, and center? How you doing? How are you scoring so many goals, Virgin? Uh, if we get a secret, we're not going to score no more. <laughs> 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 football, football lover, we'll talk to Junior Fleming for a few. It's an honor and a privilege to talk with him and discuss some of the success he has on the field and outlook for the future as he's, he's definitely on a hot streak in the USL. And then at, we'll discuss uh, balls and bugs and then hit some other major news in the world of football. We have a new segment kicking off this week. We're going to highlight women's football for about three to five minutes. Hadiz Fishley is going to join us later on to give us an update on that. So let's kick it off with Junior Fleming. Junior, we went into uh, the pandemic, beginning of the pandemic, um, the USL was suspended. It restarted. You came out in the restart on fire, scoring golosos. I think you scored two sensational goals. I've been trying to do that in my all the time I've been playing, but I can't. What did you do in the in the brick, boss? What exactly? I know it's a secret, but can you give us a hint? What did you do to transition yourself to such a lethal force up front? Uh, to be honest, uh, at one point. Uh, we didn't really know if we were going to play, play again because of the, the pandemic. And, you know, I just took the time wisely to do a, a self-introspection and, you know, look back on the stuff that I can work on um, to improve my game to the, to the next level. And I think that's the time that I really took and worked on myself and put in all that extra work. And uh, I think it's just paying dividend right now. Yeah, paying dividend, paying dividend, because you scored some fantastic goal. Um, outlook for the future in this league. I mean, you're just taking it one step at a time. I'm, I'm sure you have your coaches spoken about. You you've had have higher heights for other leagues. To paraphrase, is that that's essentially a goal for you, getting to the highest leagues out there? Yes, uh, that's always a focus. I mean, to play um, top flight football, and uh, I just have to take it one step at a time and. Whatever happened already for the past couple of weeks, I think, you know, it can be now if I don't finish strong and that's what I have to focus on and try to maintain going into these final uh, four or five games and keep that form and then uh, whatever happened after happened. Yeah, yeah, so you're taking it once at a time. Junior, so I have a friend, right, Rex Roy. Rex Roy is always watching the games and always, you know, trying to talk to me and ask me, you know, like, what is Junior doing? How is he, you know, scoring all these goals? So yesterday when we told him that we were having you on, him sent me a whole bunch of questions. 
number one had me giggling, but I have to ask you. I have to ask you if you solve your dropsic problem now. Because <laughs> they feel like every time you run, you drop. <laughs> and then Moffitt ask him if he feel like he finally come close to meeting the expectations from JCD. Yeah, to be honest, I think um, the to how I actually play the game or wanted to play is that it's a, a lot physical and sometimes I invite the contact and I think uh, that's a part of my game and uh, a lot of times people might see it as you know, being fouled or being I think that's a part of my game where I initiate the contact and then that's how I go about you know, like playing the game. So a lot of times, you know, I will find myself in that situation. So, so, so no, do you think that, well, guess what? JC Davis is a schoolboy football. No, you're a professional. So I would think that you figure that your past, you know, the level that you were at, at JC, do you think that is a fair assessment? Uh, yes, I think uh, my game has grown a lot and not just, you know, by just being on the field and kicking the ball, but tactically aware of uh, roles and responsibilities and time management and, and all that stuff plays a, a big role, you know, especially in a rivalry game or, you know, like a quarterfinals or a League Cup game or, you know, and all those stuff. I think it all comes down back to the maturity of, you know, and the experience of how many games you have played already and you know what to do based on every game because every game is a little different. Yeah, so so in, in one question has a couple parts and he would be so upset if I asked them. So in more of you if you think that you stayed in Manning Cup too long, like, you know, like oh, we, we see Barcelona and we see when they take yeah. the kids at 12 and, and 11 and they teach them all these, you know, fancy things, all the things that you just listed, like the time management, the way how you play and whatever, do you think that you should have left high school a little bit earlier to move on, to improve your game and to work on not only on the field, but also off the field? Uh, yeah, that's all, uh, that was something uh, that was brought up uh, while I was going to JC and to be honest, I think it all depends on the opportunity because I think in Jamaica, uh, we really don't have that uh, academy or that um, uh, way of how we do things at a tender age before we actually reach the pro level. And I think that's where the transition you know, comes in, where we have to realize that, okay, at uh, 10 to 14, these are kids that are overseas that are looking to play for their second team, looking to play for their first team. And I think uh, that's where we we need to step up in terms of uh, football in Jamaica. Because I think if we can get all those talents and all those expectations from players that are playing at school board level and uh, the youth clubs and have them in an environment where they're only focusing on you know, football or, or focusing on something that they want to achieve at the next level, I think it'll be a lot different versus, you know, you have to be going to school and the parents, you know, be telling that, okay, it's either, you're gonna, it's either one way or the other way versus there, you know, it's either you're going to play football or you go the other way. Right, you know, right. I think that's where we're lacking in terms of that because a lot of people don't see football as a way out in Jamaica, mm-hmm. right? And I think if we know that, you know, that's a really good avenue where you can pave a path for not only yourself and your family, I think that would be a different question for a lot of people. 
So your advice is not to spend eight years in high school. That is your advice. Your advice is do, yeah. do, do your pies, get your subjects, get yourself organized, be a little bit more mature and then go. Which I think yeah, is if, if sports, yeah, if sports is the one that if sports is what you want to do, I think you should go after it and because. Even before I actually start playing for New York, you know, like a lot of people was like, do you think you want to risk it at this level? You know, it comes with a lot of injuries. And I'm like, listen, everything in life comes with risk. So it's either you're going to take the risk or you're going to sit back and let stuff come at you, which, you know, you're not going to move. And, you know, I really, you know, took the initiative to say, listen, I'm going to take it on. And then from there, I just went out because, you know, as I said, you know, in jobs, you know, you're going to have ups, you're going to have downs in uh, sports, you're going to have injuries, you know, just about how you go about, you know, your way of life. Mm-hmm. And, I've, and I've seen it because I've watched you play from schoolboy. U17, U20, U23 senior team, and uh, to the rival, the, the one-sided rivalry with Phoenix and, and Orange County now. So I've seen the maturity not only in um your play, but you as well, because I really your interviews are better. I mean, like you're more outgoing, not that you weren't outgoing before, but now you see the the growth and which is very good to see and I'm really really proud of you you know I am rooting for Phoenix not Orange County anymore so <laughs> you, you know how that goes but it, it, it's very good and I'm glad that you're out there you're actually um like leading the way you know showing the kids that you don't have to spend eight years there are other opportunities you have been injured you've had terrible injuries and you've come back. I know you've been disappointed in regards to club, playing time, all of that. So it's really, really good to see you, Junior, in a good place. Yeah. And I wish nothing but the best for you. So when you go to Thank Europe, you. behind your mommy, I get the second jersey. You're the second jersey. Junior, <laughs> 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 uh, you know, I, you, Junior Fleming's my namesake. You, I, you know, I have a business house. Corner League <laughs> General, you know, and talking to the real general right now, I, I really love to see a growth. And, and I'm going to speak to you as a fan of Jamaica and a fan of reggae boys. We love to see our players playing at such a high level. We love to see our players representing our culture and, and I'm making us feel proud, you know, because after big you up for that, you're scoring goals at will. And you don't have to say it. I will say it for you. You're scoring good goals. Because you have some people out there scoring some book up goals and things so them them they have a right. But you are scoring world class, in my opinion. Good finishes, world class finishes. So where do you attribute that 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 finishing touch to? Uh I think um, actually, it's just uh, time, you know, in and out uh, on the training pitch because I definitely like see a strength in my game, and I uh, took the the time to work on it, which is cutting in on my right foot from the the left side and shoot. And I spend hours and hours of working on it because, I mean, realistically, you know. Perfect example when you're watching Messi, like everyone knows he's gonna come in, but yet still you can't stop him, and he's gonna do the th- the same shot ten times, and he's gonna score what maybe nine nine times, right. you know. So I look back on that, and and, and I uh, told myself that listen, I think this is something I can really work on, and 
and get better at it. And I think over time, you know, it has shown that I've put in a lot of work on it and it's become like a trademark for me now, which is, you know, coming in and shoot. Indeed, indeed. So, so um, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I'm going to ask you a question. You can respectfully not answer it, but we have a debate going on where every week we talk about USL versus RSPL. In your opinion, if you were to compare both leagues um, from your experience and what, what, you, what you are seeing, how would you, if not to say rate, I don't want to say which one is better, but for a Jamaican footballer, young youth, because our show is primarily geared towards also helping the younger generation come up and look up to players like you. So I want you to talk to that younger player right now that is probably trying to make it in the RSPL. What should they look forward to in the USL? What is different? What, 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 what is the different preparation for a USL player compared to an RSPL player? Uh, that's a good question. And, you know, I've, I've, I think I've answered that question more than anything else since I've played in the USL. And I think uh, when I used to play in the, in the RSPL back home, you know, it was just talent. Right. It was just, you know, you being a talented player and, yeah, you can go and play for the Overview and the Tivoli and Arnett and the Waters and, you know, you will look good, right? But how can you do, how, how well can you do over a period of time? How concentrated can you be during 90 minutes? Also, as I did a lot of tactical discipline, the speed of play is different. And I think the Premier League back home now, because I have uh, one swept meet on my phone, like I, I know I normally watch them. Uh, every week, week in, week out, I still watch the games and stuff. And in my and in my opinion, I think it's just more of physicality more than anything else. Right. You know, another player wants to go so hard on another player to try to hurt him or to impede what he's doing. If you have someone that is doing well, scoring some goals, and he goes up against another team, the uh, the defenders of that team main focus or priority is to try to hurt him. You know, and I think we should go away from that mindset in terms of, you know. You can defend, play hard, but do it properly. Don't try to do it forcefully to show someone, you know, that you try to prove something against someone. And I think that's where we kind of struggle because we think that if we don't kick someone or do something bad, then, you, you, you know, you're not playing good or you're not doing good. You know, and it just all has to do with the tactical discipline because you can, go, you can be going up against a good player and because you're so tactically oriented and you organize what you're doing, you know, with your defense, that player still don't get a chance and go. Versus you have to go physically and try to kick him or try to hurt him. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's just the mindset and the mentality of the players, you know, you know, try to switch out of that gear to say, listen, you know, we can go about other ways of doing things. We can go about other ways of winning a game, you know, not try to go at the referees or try to physically impede whatever is happening or spectators or all of that. So I just think if we focus a lot more on playing and try to get stuff more organized on the pitch, I think we can leave everything else outside of that, outside of football to take care of itself. All right. We need better fields. Yeah. We need yeah, better pitches. We need better referees. I mean, I understand that. The, but then, when you talk about um, the difference between RSP, I always talk about. I always complain, and I'm not a big fan of of schoolboy football. Let me tell you that I'm not going to scale a fence to go watch schoolboy football play. But I've seen it where. In RSPL, someone would try to do a rock foot tackle, right? Versus, yeah. I have seen you play against the uh, guys from Scotland, 
the guys from Argentina in USL, and I've seen you twist them up. That is what we're missing in RCL. You don't see the person who have the mental capacity behind the speed and the strength. You know, you have some players in our, in our RCL, big and fast and strong like Lukaku, right? But when it comes to the thinking portion of the game, like a, a Madrid, if they don't have it. And I understand what you're saying, and, and I wish and I hope that somebody will teach the next generation that. Because trust me, we don't have to learn the hard way. Yeah, it's so crazy to, even when I just went to New York and I was practicing, I remember my first week of training and I, I went to tackle a play and I, and I, I used my shoulder and bumped him and the coach, in training the coach said, that's a foul. And I looked at him like this and I'm like, hmm, how is that a foul? Yeah. And then a couple of days after that, you know, I keep doing the same thing. And in my, in myself, playing in Jamaica, that's never a fall. Referee will never call it as a fall, right? And it's just the difference, you know, with us thinking that you don't have to actually kick someone or for them to fall on the ground for you to say like, you know, that tackle or what you do is impeding the, uh, the player's uh, reaction when he has the ball or stuff like that. You know, and I think, you know, it's just those, you know, little things. But I think, it, you know, it's more about physical challenges, you know, in the league. And sometimes when I look at it, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, we could yeah. have had, like, at least every year you have at least one broken leg in the league. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, you don't have, but you don't have an outlet, though, Junior. I mean, like, we quarrel all the time, but, but, but because between, between high school football... What else is there to do? You feel me? I say so. You go yeah. high school. You are at high school for eight years, seven years, whatever. Then you leave. Then the natural course is um restaurant Premier League. So in between that, you take your bad habits from high school and you take it to art school. Yeah. And, that, and and then if you notice, and I don't want to talk bad about anybody at all, but if you notice, like some of our footballers when they come here, they can't adjust. Because it's completely different, and it's not yeah, that you're 14. Because do you know how it, you know how hard it is? Yeah. You take a I've seen Jamaican players. Yeah, I've seen players come over here playing. Man. Yeah, playing in the league and they struggle. Yeah, and they yeah. struggle you because can't of what they, they yeah. used to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Football family, we, we have Junior Flemings of. Phoenix Rising FC Giant. We'll wrap it up with Junior. We know he have a big, big um, Sunday and he's busy. Um, just a couple questions from fans before we let you go, Junior. Michael Garden, big up yourself, family watching on YouTube. Michael says, is there any impending moves to leagues as you have outgrown the USL? That's up to you, Junior, if you want to answer or not. But have to submit the question from the fan. Your, your, your answer to that. Uh, yeah, uh, as I said, uh, we have uh, the next four to six weeks to finish up the season. And I think hopefully within that time, you know, you can definitely look for some news. News. Um, uh, J Jason Frame says, big up yourself, Junior Flemings. You definitely have a lot of fans here in Ball Chat family. Um, wrapping up with you. Hold on, BM, BM is asking one question. BM yeah. is asking, he said, ask Junior which league he would prefer to play in Europe. What's your ideal destination in Europe? If Europe is your, even your ideal destination. Uh, I like the English league a lot. And uh, I think when you, if you're going to compare, you know, the Spanish league, because I'm a fan of Messi and I think, you know, Spain is more of, you know, ball and tactician and all of that. But I think the English league have all of those components, you know, in terms of everything. 
you know, good football, speed of play, uh, tactician, great players, uh, great games, great rivalry. I think the English league have a lot more, you know, a lot more teams going towards that goal versus in Spain, you know, you have the Marsa and the Real Madrid. Where in England at any given point, you know, you can have a team that just got promoted and, you know, they're at second, they're at third. Yeah. They just show the, comp- the competition. Yeah. Yeah, what 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 a team that we are red and white, and and they might not get Sancho. So I'm just saying. Okay, we're not advocating Manchester United. One more question, Junior Fleming, before we let you go. Jason Frame says still haven't forgiven you for spending the extra year in Manny Cup. Would like to know what or who influenced that decision. Football family, Jason Frame, where you out of the money, yo? That's a question from our um, listener online. To be honest, um, that extra year was based on because I had some opportunities to go overseas at that point, you know, to go on a, on a couple of trials and it didn't end up work out and I didn't want to take the initiative to uh, start playing in the Red Star Premier League uh, too early. One, because I think uh, at that point wasn't the right decision and I wanted to play again and hopefully if I didn't choose to, to play football I could uh, secure a, a Division 1 scholarship to go right. to college so that was my initial reason why I didn't yeah so you heard it um, Jason Fram don't bother with hip-hop panga around questions <laughs> um, Junior Fleming wishing you all the best for the rest of the season Brechen you scored 12 goals already hopefully this will cap off with a championship year for you guys I wish you all the success and and good luck, yo! You scored that golasso, that goal from outside the box, Brechin. Oh. <laughs> what did you eat the night before? <laughs> you no, know, to be to be honest, uh, I think that team they came and they know, you know, they wanted to like stop us from you know go go the wings because that's our strength, and they played five in the back, and yeah, we couldn't get any space. Every time yeah. I picked it up, it was like three, four players around, and I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna jump off and get it. And then the first time I dropped off and get it and I and I hit it, the next one they started to run out. I, I couldn't kick another one from there. So that's what you gotta do. You know, you gotta change it up a little bit, like hit them from far and hopefully they come out and then you can do your normal thing which which is dribble out there. Yeah man, that that was sensational. Junior, I wanna wish you all the success. Thank you for joining us on Ball Chat. We'll definitely be gonna be watching the rest of the year and and, and continued success, Bridging. Continue success, even though you are JC. <laughs> Bless our yeah, family. So football family, you heard that their first USL play of the month, big baller himself, Junior Fleming, and going from one big baller to ballers and bugs of the week. Let's set up the ballers and bugs EPL return. Junior. As in the engineer, Junior, we always have come on starting first. Go ahead, Junior. Who do you have as your ball of the week watching football? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something. My ball of the week, real quick. I, I have real quick. I have to big up the NFL. I have to big up the Atlanta. I have to big up Fox. Has nothing to do with soccer. Has nothing to do with our football. But we lost a legend in Toots from Toots and the Meters. And I was watching the NFL earlier, and I heard Toots and the Meters playing, leading out to commercial. Big up, big up, big up NFL and Fox. There's some Jamaican there in the production booth playing Toots and the Meters. Salute, hats off, rest in peace, the legend. 
Toots from Toots and the Maters. On the football field, though, my baller of the week goes out to James Jaimes Rodriguez. New league, new surrounding, new environment against the great Jose Mourinho and the man look like a real general. Big up on Ms. Rodriguez. I'm Ms. Rodriguez and Everton gets his ball of the week. Um, along with legendary Toots Hibbert, Toots Hibbert, Sweet and Dandy, Bridget, Sweet and Dandy. Um, Toots Hibbert passed away, unfortunately, left an indelible mark and ball of the week for Junior. Um, come on, we'll save the best for last. You have the ball of the week. We have. Salah for his hat trick, lead for almost holding or beating Liverpool. Void it, because he's old, and he still thinks that he's at a party. And I met Rodriguez actually looked good playing against a toothless um, first today. So those four are my ballers of the week. And and this is why we don't let come on start with ballers of the week because she took off all the ballers there. <laughs> <laughs> Big up Dalton Stewart. Dalton Stewart says ballers is Salah and only Salah for master class. This play against Leeds. <laughs> Salah Mohammed Salah, the king of Egypt, scored a hat trick. Owen Gray says ball of the week is Salah. Honorable mention to Leeds. They played well. Um, ball of the week from Reggie. Reggie says his ball of the week is Jill Roard of Arsenal woman for a hat-trick against West Ham. Also, Mohamed Salah for saving Liverpool from a loss against Leeds and Arsenal women beat the bricks off West Ham 9-1. We'll get an update on women's soccer as um, with Kadish officially later on in ball chat. My ball of the week is Fabian Ruiz. Got a big up, um, not Fabian Ruiz, Fabian Allen of, of um, Everton and that Everton midfield being instrumental as Everton beat <laughs> miserable Spurs, as Jose Mourinho said, he's questioning the mindset of his team. <laughs> Segwaying from ball. <laughs> Hold on, Jason Flynn says, ball of the week leads. Even though they lost, they showed they came to play. And of course, Arsenal, but whatever. And of course, Arsenal. Um, BM, set on your ballers of the week or bugs of the week. Um, Segwaying from ballers to bugs, Junior, who do you have as your bug of the week? And is that because he's a Manchester United fan? Well, my, um, Jose Marino, my bug of the week. Jose, just, yo, the man went, the man even blamed COVID cases. <laughs> the last today. Jose. Jose. <laughs> Jose Mourinho is a bug of the week, but as Tottenham lost this Everton and get the popcorn ready because it will be entertaining with uh, Jose Mourinho and Tottenham and this Tottenham out outfit uh, for the next few weeks or so. Come on, um, who do you have as your bug of the week watching football? Jose Mourinho, because he made history. This is the first time he has lost on opening match day of a league season as a manager. So that gives him a big, big bug. Second of all, Hector. Michael Hector looked like a championship footballer in English Premier League. Yes, it's Not early. the Jamaican Michael Hector, come on. Yes, yes, Junior's Michael Hector. Um, He looked poor yesterday. Maybe it was just the jitters. I don't know. But this is his first game. I give him the benefit of the doubt, so I'm going to pick it up. But he's still my bug of the week. 
<laughs> but of the week is Michael Hector and Jose Mourinho. So we'll get to that in our EPL review. Um, Dalton Stewart said, Ball of the week is not ham cold spurs. They are clueless. Keep sending on your ballers and bugs, and we'll go ahead and read them out. Um, my bug of the week is my team here in the A, Atlanta United. Pathetic Atlanta United. We have not. Last time we won a game was August 22nd. We're 0-3 and 2. And um, Izel Barco and Torres have the audacity to be arguing over a penalty. We lost to Nashville, lost to Inter Miami FC, and lost to Orlando. Idiot team, Atlanta United, Darren Eagles, and the entire Atlanta United organization. Bug of the week. All right, segueing from ballers and bugs, keep sending your ballers and bugs to quick hits, quick takeaways from the EPL and La Liga. The game of the week, um, or before we get to the game of the week, let's touch Liverpool versus um, Leeds quickly. Leeds lost the game, but Virgil van Dijk looked like a basket carrying water. Come on. That's unfair, but that's unfair. Virgil van Dijk looked like a basket carrying water. No, he made one error, and then he kind of made up for it because he scored. But Trent and Gomez were actually exposed on more than one occasion um, by Leeds. So now Liverpool, they have now conceded three plus goals in back to back in home league games for the first time since September 1982. So Klopp will have his work cut out and they need to shore up their defense. Um, Junior, chime in. You've said that Liverpool, I think I want to quote you here. You said the Liverpool side is going to get some kick up. Regarding the Liverpool game, Liverpool made a lot of errors. They found a way to win the game. Was this an aberration? Um, come on. No, no. I mean, I think it's a lesson. Now I think that, you know, they can use it as a warm-up game. They can see what they need to fix. And as I said, the defense needs to be fixed because Leeds is a newly promoted side. It's not a man to be, but Chelsea will have the, the, the wicked front line and their defense was, was kind of picked apart. Um, Trent, who is normally a good player, he looked a little bit haphazard. Um, you know, Virgil, he made an error, but Leeds actually put the pressure on. So Liverpool will have to get, if they have to get Thiago, they have to dig someone, they have to call LeBron to get a loan, they have to get Thiago so that the side can actually win back at the trophy. They have to They have to get Thiago win for Junior to join in. Um, come on, your quick thoughts on Leeds. I, I thought Leeds, you know, played attractive football, but defensively they were pathetic at the back. I mean, of course, they're playing Liverpool. When are the championship, the new newly promoted teams are going to learn? We saw West Brom, Fulham, all three of the newly promoted teams, they lost. First time in seven years that the newly promoted teams lost their, an opening day. Um, all three newly promoted teams lost in the opening day. When are the newly promoted teams going to commit to defense? And do you think that Leeds need to address that issue at the back? They can play all the fancy ball they want, but they need to do something at the back. I, I give I give everybody six games in. Even my even my Chelsea team, was, I expect to win the trophy. I am giving every game six, every team six games in. That includes the Fulham, the West Brom, and um and Leeds. Of the three, though, I see Leeds actually doing really really well. And as I said, when they go back and they watch the film, they can realize what they need to fix and what they, you know, what works well for them. And I do think that Leeds is very, very good. Attractive football, yes. Um, the defense, 
I mean, if it leads reminded me yesterday of a Manchester City two point <laughs> So I do think that Leeds will fix their issues. Um and, and they will actually compete. And they will they compete. actually they actually play good football against the, the, the reigning champion against the reigning champion um we've lost junior um we'll, we'll see if he comes back in there's some technical issues going on with him um big up dalton stewart dalton stewart says just a warm-up game dalton a football family is a liverpool fan he says leeds has been consistent for the past three years bug, bug of the week or bugs of the week from jason frame is manchester united for play a warm-up match when league start and of course, Spurs. Reggie says bugs of the week is Spurs. Our bugs of the week for him are Spurs and Atlanta United. Um, before we get to Spurs versus Everton, come on, Arsenal. Arsenal beat the. We're not going to say bricks, but they really dominated Fulham. Your thoughts? I mean, William, which I was very, I questioned that move of to transfer William, but he was exceptional, had a few assists for them. But your thoughts on Arsenal? I don't know why you question the move. Because he's too old. It's too old. It's too old. No, and, and, and Arsenal cheap. So they will actually get cheap players to come in to do the work. Listen, I have no problem with William. I think he's an excellent player. And even though we're talking about 2-0-2-0-2-0, look at Bayern Munich's team. You know, so William still has a lot to offer. He had, he, yesterday William played like a man possessed, right? I actually missed him yesterday, which is not too good. I'm going to run him. And he had a hand or a foot in all three goals. So I actually see us, he might not be a starter. He, not, but he might not be in... The, 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 on the bench for the entire 38 games or whatever on the pitch. But I do see William contributing and helping Arsenal to actually be top three. Don't tell nobody, Mr. Tessa, still enough. But I think Arsenal with William, who he played yesterday, I mean, they can actually do, do, do things. And the it's two on... Brazilian them, the two Brazilian them connected on more than one occasion. And them look, them look troublesome. And it's unlikely William will play that well all year. <laughs> all right, Junior's back joining us, the engineer. Junior, we didn't get your bug of the week. Bridget, who is your bug of the week? Oh, you never gave a bug of the week? No. Yeah. I, I, I think Liverpool fans know I'm about to beat them, and I think that's right. <laughs> that's right. I'm not, Liverpool, I'm not beating them this week. It's all, Liverpool is okay. Jose Mourinho is my bug of the week. I'm oh, sure. yeah. Yeah. But your thoughts on, on, on the Liverpool-Leeds game? You said, do they have to get Thiago Alcantara? Can Thiago alone fix this problem? Thiago alone will fix that problem. The Liverpool is, is only one game. I'm not going to be a Liverpool hater. But yesterday showed me why I don't have Liverpool finishing in the top three. Okay. I see why Liverpool would not finish in the top three yesterday. No, they have to get Thiago Alcantara. They, they, they just have to. They have to. Keita is not it. Yes. Henderson is not it. Gigi looks like he has his head halfway in Barcelona. Right? Oh, stop it. Stop it. So, stop it. No, it is what it is. Stop just, it. Just, just, just to be fair, they need to refresh that midfield, and that's it. Yeah. All right. The, the the feature game of the weekend. We have two more games in in EPL that will will take place to wrap up the week. Um, weekends play. We, we have Chelsea versus Brighton coming up, and Wolves versus Sheffield United that will play tomorrow. But the feature game was Everton versus uh, Spurs. Miserable Spurs. 
Two. Is it time to start par um park up the bus and get um Jose Mourinho out of time? Delhi Ali driving the bus. <laughs> because <laughs> what? Dele. How do you take off Delhi Ali at halftime? Was he injured? What the hell is wrong? With Dele? I mean, and three weeks ago, you would think Jose and Endombele would be would be fighting, breaking each other's arms if they can. And as to the NWA came out, oh, Jose, Jose reportedly loves his focus. <laughs> this is the first game, and then the one want to blame it. We don't want to take anything away from Ancelotti, but Ancelotti did something simple. Richardson, they cannot stop you. Go down the left wing and attack the right side of that Tottenham defense. And Richardson played like a man possessed today. He played like a man that wants to go to Barcelona. Um, it, it's 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 it's. It's the Barcelona getting everybody, yeah. Huh? No, but it's crazy how Jaime Rodriguez looks so comfortable in the midfield against Jose Mourinho, who is known for taking away your best player. If I was to give you the Everton starting eleven and say who is their best player. Jaime Rodriguez will be number one, number two, number three, number four, number five. And he looked so comfortable in the mid. Even the commentator said his hardest work today was in the warm-ups. <laughs> something wrong. There's something wrong. All right, come on. You love Jose, but you don't like Spurs. Um, how do you mix these two together? Just like how me eat Oreos and I don't like chocolate. <laughs> 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 Milk. Listen, Everton looks good, but that, that does not beat around the bush. They were the better side today. They deserve to win. They looked well oiled. I mean, like in every little aspect you could think of. And it is surprising because this is Everton that we beat up all the time because they're just so sucky. This was their only win against a top six side in a whole bunch of years. So for Everton to really beat Tottenham, even though it's 1-0, the, the, the score kind of belied the entire game. Um, it's a good accomplishment for them. Jose needs to go back to the drawing board. Whatever he did before the game starts, halftime, it just never worked. Um, I don't think Delhi Ali is it. And I said all the time, I'm not sold on hiking. Never have been, will never be. Um, Son is my player, but I just don't think that Tottenham did enough in the off season to improve. Um, you know where they'll end up. So the the elephant in the room question here, Junior and come on and and football family. Hi, Miss Rodriguez, Adelaide, Corey, and, and, and Fabian Allen. These are new acquisitions for Carlo Angelotti. Yes, he have history with two of those players, but they came in in the last two weeks, whereas Joseph Mourinho had the entire summer or entire whatever we want to call it break to kind of mold this team together. And they and they just look still disjointed. Is You can't get rid of the entire team. So, I mean, at some point you they have to decide what to do with this outfit but benton you're missing the point what's the point you you, you can have a car sitting in a garage for a year right and it don't give you 50 miles to the gallon and you go there and you pick up a car on the side of the road and it gives you 50 miles per gallon quality over quantity all the time 
you just listed three good players. Name three good players first, first, right? and do not tell me Harry Kane. He's good in English terms. I, I, I am saying, Joe, if Jose Marino go out there and he get Ames Rodriguez and drop him in there, maybe he wouldn't do as well, and maybe he would, would have helped them. But Everton went out there and did just enough to change their dynamic. Don't matter two days, three days ago, these are quality players. These are the players that um, Jose Moreno needs. Him not have no quality players. Oh, the, gosh. is the same players from... What is different? Tell me what is different. What is different? What is different? He has more time now. Last year, he complains that he joined at the middle of the season and to fear to him, he did join at December. Now he has more time. So now he but has more time to mold this unit. But wait, man. Give him three more press conferences <laughs> and start telling Uno good. So that's what we need now. He, just, he needs better players. Tottenham don't want to spend the money. They will, they will forever have mediocre players. Oh, Jose Mourinho. Um, Junior, since... Uh, uh, come on, is a Jose Mourinho apologist. Uh, <laughs> Jose Mourinho at the uh, post-conference, uh, post-match press conference said, you know, he's questioning the mindset of his players. Game one, Junior. What, what do you think of that? Yo, uh, what do I think of it? We've seen that. We, it, it, it's, it's a broken record now. And I was a Jose Mourinho disciple. I am now turning my back on, on Joseph. So uh, there's nothing there's nothing to say there. This is just Joseph being Joseph. And it, it again, you brought you brought up a key point. Everton brought in three players in the la over the last couple of weeks and they came out there and looked so good. It was real simple. Calvin Lewin, you go stand right beside Eric Dyer. If he even calls off the field to tie his shoelace and tie his shoelace beside him. <laughs> Richardson, you go stand up beside Darity. Hymes, you stand up behind Calvin Lewin in front of Dyer and let Aldawa run like a chicken with a head cut off. It's, it's, it was just elementary football. It's simple. Get get 10 players behind the ball. We're going to use our speed. Hymes, when you get the ball, the first thing you do is look to the left wing. Richardson will be running wide over because Darity seems to love to overlap. I yeah. mean, it's just simple. It's just simple, it's simple football. football. All right, so big up to Everton and, and, and having a very, very big in Tottenham. Yeah, you were saying, Julia. I can't wait to see Leeds play against Tottenham. <laughs> this is true. So big up to Carlo Angelotti and the entire Everton um, family. Even the Everton supporter club here in the states are rolling out. I didn't even know they exist. Um, let's set up a couple, <laughs> a couple games coming down the pipe. We're pushing up against the clock here. Um, quick, big game coming down. Just want to hear your thoughts. Chelsea versus Liverpool next weekend. We haven't seen Chelsea yet, but we've seen Liverpool. Your thoughts? Come on, Andrunia. Quickly. Chelsea are going to beat Liverpool. We're not even going to ask. No question. I mean, either I'll give it a scoreline. 3-1. So, come on, says Chelsea will win 3-1 three, um, three over Liverpool. The game is at Stanford Bridge, of course. As expected, Junior, your thoughts? Yeah, 3-1. So, no more, right. I, 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 yeah, it's... I, Maybe this is what Klopp needs, but no, I don't see any way Liverpool is going to beat a team that has a decent roster right now. If they get Thiago, <laughs> maybe, but not right now. That that Liverpool midfield against that Chelsea midfield, no. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not picking against Liverpool. They're still champions. They will beat. They will have a tough week of training, and they will get together and beat this Chelsea. We have not seen this Chelsea outfit play yet. We'll see them tomorrow against Brighton. They might look like world beaters, or they might look like a bunch of idiots. Um, also. Um, Another big game coming on this week. Just want to quickly get your thoughts on it. Borussia Dortmund, German Bundesliga kicks off. Borussia Dortmund versus Borussia Mönchengladbach. Mönchengladbach pushed up against the title last year. Borussia Dortmund is trying to make this a successful year. Your thoughts, your prediction. Come on, Junior. Dortmund. Dortmund to win, as expected. Um, Junior. Is it Dortmund with Sancho or without Sancho? That makes a big difference. But I think Dortmund is going to win. Yeah, I think Sancho is... Um, that Sancho deal is, is, is dead, right? Yeah, man. Is... I didn't know. Dead, 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 dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sancho deal is dead, Junior, right? So... And, and, and another big game coming down next week. You know, PSG lost today to Marseille um, in, in the French League. Once PSG sort out this COVID issue of players testing positive, everything should be back to normal, right? This is a second um, loss for them in, in as many games. They lost the opener against Lens and they lost today against uh, Marseille in the El Classique. Uh, come on, Andrew. They'll write the ship. I mean, like, once the star baller starts rolling back in, it, 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 that's it. Once the star baller rolling. All right, so football lovers. As... Real quick, real yeah. quick, Benton. I'm going to just go, go through these comments real quick. Yeah. BM is saying, um, we're going to talk about Shamar Nicholson soon in, in, the, um, in the yard ballers, BM and Jamaican girl. Big up. Also, big up to Jamai, Chelsea, UK, representing London City. He said Chelsea fans them start rolling out now like hey them not like Liverpool Redders. <laughs> BM is saying, how can a coach start criticizing his players? First game of a 38-game season. This is ridiculous. Jose's glory days are clearly behind him. Jamaican girl is also saying Jose is a mess. BM is asking us the panel. And we can and come on, we'll leave this to answer this in your bars. How do you guys see the new season going for Bailey? We'll touch that with Yard Ballers in a second, in, in about five minutes or so. We have a special guest joining us. We're going to highlight one of Ball Chat Focuses here. So highlight um, women's football. We have Khadija Fishley, coach, um, CEO, and the director of her own academy in the, in, in, in the island. Khadija, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Oh, welcome. And so give, give us an overview of women's football this week we have arsenal kicking up um west ham 9-1 um manchester i think spurs made a big transfer in, in securing the service of alex morgan but just a snippet of what's to come on on, on the segment Right. Well, um, I, I really appreciate you guys giving me this forum. Uh, women's football is here to stay. FIFA is making sure that it's here to stay. They're putting it on, uh, putting in a lot of resources in developing the women's game. And we are seeing that now with the number of stars that are moving to the, Bar to the Barclays um, Women's Super League. Uh, currently, nine of the men's team in the EPL have a female team in that top tier. And that's, as you say, Arsenal, of course, Chelsea, um, who are defending champions and are currently undefeated in the last 23 games. We also have Manchester City, who have also signed a few 
um, high-profile footballers in terms of Rose Lovell and Sam Lewis of the U.S. women's team, World Cup winning women's team. And I also forgot, I can't believe I forget to mention that Chelsea has also made a big splash in the market. They have signed, who is now the most expensive female footballer and one of the top female footballers in the world in Kearney Harder, who has scored her first goal today. And that was something to watch. If you guys are able to look it up and watch it, you will be impressed. Um, also, Manchester United, uh, Tottenham, Everton, Aston Villa, Brighton, and West Ham. In this weekend alone, uh, 31 goals were scored with Arsenal and Chelsea. Um, responsible for 18 of them, so it's a it's a it's a league that gives you a lot of goals. I can promise you that. And the most surprising result this weekend was Manchester City drawing with Brighton. The teams to watch are Arsenal, Chelsea, and City. These are always the top three teams in the league for the last few years. And the matches against these are one to watch. The last match. Um, this Chelsea City match that was that was back and forth. At one point, um, Man City was leading. Then Chelsea drew a uh, draw. Then Man City leading again. Then Chelsea draw again. Go back to leading, and it, it was it was one of the best games of that season. And uh, I also know that you guys have a. Uh, um, a segment with Jamaican ballers. So I also want to highlight Bonnie Khadija Shaw, whose team drew today against PSG, which is another one of the top teams in the French league. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Appreciate it, Khadija. We're looking forward to the segment. My fancy baller, Rose Lavelle. Wait, <laughs> Ronnie and Rose. Um, so this segment will happen bi-weekly. You will update us on women's game. And you're also a, a fancy Chelsea fan. So Manchester yes. United finally have women football at the um, with the bugger men them. Yes, and, and let me just say, Manchester United is, uh, is, is one of those frustrating teams, both the men and the women. It's where you, you, you expect to win, and then for some reason, you just can't, you can't pull the victory. So it's in they, the water at the club. It's in the water at the club. <laughs> they drew with Chelsea last weekend, which was an unexpected result. And um, I should also say, there was something else that I wanted to say. Uh, Yes, I, I can't live without having a job at Arsenal. The Arsenal women's team is the only good thing about Arsenal in the last three years. So I have I, I have to put that in before I go. Even you too? You too. <laughs> Definitely. Kadi, <laughs> especially thank you for joining us. And good, good luck and we look forward to your report week in and week out um, or, or in a couple of weeks or so. Um, good luck to your fancy Chelsea and looking forward to spread the word on women's football. Kadish, steer safely and big up yourself, family. All right, you guys too. All right, All right. thank you. Bless up. Bye. All right, moving away from women's football, that's a new segment in Ball Chat. We want to highlight some of the, the big happenings women's football to yard ballers. Come on. Yeah, Bonnie Shaw scored goals. Junior Fleming scored goals. I know, What's going I on? know. So I think Tapagoy have a, a, a whole heap of issues on his hands when he's ready to choose him side. If he wants to go, the USL route. So Canada Forbes will be up with a leg injury for a month or so. He um, is the captain for Pittsburgh and the leading goal scorer. Um, this is a big blow because this ends his 
75-game streak of starting for Pittsburgh. So he's currently in the second place, in current second place, in assists. He's sitting on seven assists. So big ball for Canardo, and I wish him all the best. Nico Brett is now up to seven goals. He scored in a 3-1 loss to Dan Kelly's team. Jamai Toki seems to be doing well. He has improved. He played 58 minutes in Philly's 1-1 um, tie with Loudon United. Romario Williams, he scored for Miami versus Atlanta. He now has six goals in 10 games after a slow and rocky start. So he's kind of, you know, coming around the bend. Dane Kelly scored a hat-trick last week and was named USL Player of the Month. He um, he scored last month, the week. Yeah. He scored a brace on Saturday, which is yesterday, versus Nico Brett's team. So he now has 10 goals, just two shy of Juna Fleming's 12. Shamar Nicholson scored a goal and had a, um, an assist in his team's win today. Um, they're now in first place, and I think this is his fifth goal, um, you know, after starting off on the bench. Um, so now he's actually securing his spot. Um, Juna Fleming is leading the Golden Boot race with 12 goals, which I think should be 13. But they didn't give him the last goal because he bumps off for the goalie and going at the goal, which is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, so he's on 12, so he's leading the race. Um, Devon Speedy Williams is fifth on the distribution list with 726 passes. I think he's a good little baller. And Topper can bring him in a camp because Jamaica really needs some passes. Alvas Powell did not feature in the game. He was not in the 11, not on the bench. Never seen me nice stands um, versus, um, you know, his, his team yesterday. I remember them player. O'Neill Fisher entered the game for DC United in the 61st minute. O'Neill, you need a better team, sir. Um, they lost 2-0 to New York Red Bulls. Kaim Paris. He scored yesterday to help his team to a 3-0 victory. I think this is an excellent um, place for him to continue his improvement. He's doing really, really well. Alex Marshall is adjusting well in the Canadian Premier League. His team is now in second place. He's getting his minutes in. He's scoring his goals. He's just contributing all over the pitch. And for the question with Leon Bailey, Leon's, I think I saw where a press conference was done, and they said that Leon Bailey's corona test came back negative. So he's either on his way back to Germany today or will be there tomorrow. His team beat number or whatever the team was, it's 7 0 7 without him. For him, I, even when Kai's not there, I still think that Leon will have to work really hard um, to see the starting 11. I don't know if the coach is really high on, on him. And for Leon not to be there in preseason, kind of, you know, make him kind of on the outside as well. So I'm for working with him. So I don't see a change, um, you know, from last season to now. I still think that he will have a little bit of adjusting to do. Yeah, big up, big up to all yard ballers. Go on, eat your food quickly as we wrap up the show. Come on, Darren Mattox. Any update as is pertaining to a new club or anything related to Darren? No, the last thing I heard was that um, there are two clubs in Turkey that you know that is interested in Darren. Nothing else. Darren is thirty years old and he has not played football for almost what six, seven months. Yeah. Um. So he there's a layoff. 
plus he has his court case, which we haven't heard anything, anything about on, yeah. Corona. So Darren is in a difficult place. I mean, yeah, he's a yeah. good footballer. There's a club out there for him. Um, but I haven't heard anything. I haven't heard anything about Norman Campbell either. I saw where there was an interview where Jardine was told that said that says he was told by Watford not to say anything, but yet again interview. In the paper, yeah, a chat. The chat. Mm-hmm. All right, football family, as we wrap up our show, we'll have our prediction up on the table. I am leading the table, so I'm just like a boss, all right? <laughs> We're pushing up. It's wrapping up the show. Engineer, do you have anything else to say, Bridget? No, um, big up big up to Dwight Spence. Uh, Dwight, we're going to table this question for next week. So make sure you follow next week so we'll be the answer to Dwight. Which league is better quality, the USL Championship or third division Bundesliga? Three, third, three Bundesliga. Um, he's also saying big up Joey Desire from Orlando City. Big up to Damian Tomlinson. Saying big up ball chat, big up Chelsea. Why that tell you the Chelsea people them are rolling out? Chelsea is the new Liverpool for two, three years ago. That's what I've started to know. <laughs> yeah. We will see. We will see. Big up to big up to Arm Tears. We're we're having a topic. What I'm talking about Bailey, we have to remember his <laughs> We're having, having a conversation about Liam Bailey and um close sports. And he just brought up a big point on, on the topic of Bailey. We have to remember his dad. So big up to big up to Mr. Butler. Anyway, you stand up right now. Big up, big up, big up, Mr. Butler. We're gonna continue our discussion next week as well about Liam Bailey. Like you just heard, negative. It's rumored to have a negative COVID test, so he should be back in Germany, right? Uh-huh. So let's see what happens next week. All right, football family. This is the first season, first episode of season three. Ball chat wrapping up. At, at if you want to connect with us, link us on Instagram at Ball Chat Podcast. Connect with us, Ball Chat One on Twitter, Ball Chat at Facebook. You can email us at Ball Chat Podcast at gmail.com. The audio version of the show will be available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. I want to big up Toots Hibbert, the sweet and dandy. Man, I'll play sweet and dandy right now. Come on, Junior. We're gonna run the family. Big up, big up, big up to Isaiah. Big up to Isaiah, new subscriber. When the boys start big up our subscribers, okay, subscribe to the YouTube channel, subscribe to Flow, also subscribe to Ball Chat YouTube channel. All right, yes, hit, hit that subscribe button. Big up Carmen Zero, Carmen 10 for following us on Twitter. Big up yourself, family. Big up Isaiah. So people, oh, you go, you're going to see our predictions. We don't have any time to go to the predictions today, but you're going to see our predictions for the games of the week. Check us out on our on our Instagram and Facebook. You see the predictions. Tell us if we're wrong. Tell us if we're, if we're right. Follow us on Instagram. I'm going to say it again. Follow us at Ball Chat Podcast. Also, at Ball Chat 1 on Twitter and at Ball Chat on Facebook. But don't talk. If you don't want to talk to us some more, email ballchatpodcast at gmail.com. Come on. We're gonna run the come on. <laughs> Later. Later. <laughs>